there it was, the soundtrack to my life. And, for a few seconds, came harmony. Finally. I don't think it's a stretch to say that Max Payne 3 is seen as the most contentious game in the Max Payne trilogy. After the second game's narrative arc came to a close, it seemed strange to continue Max's story. Mona Sachs coming into his life would play a vital role in helping him move on from the death of his family. Unfortunately, Max Payne 3 undid this. He now treats his relationship with Mona as a form of escapism. His drunken stupor is blatant proof that he apparently hadn't learned anything. The only way I can justify his state of affairs in the third game is by assuming that the hole left by the lack of something to fight for would eat at him from the inside. But there's one line that contradicts this and completely neglects the relationship he had with Mona. I still hadn't really forgiven myself for the Mona business, but I knew that was just grief. The insanity that comes with losing the life you had built. That was just grief? Nothing else? Are you sure about that, Max? What happened to the poetry that ensued after she died in your arms? Did that contribute nothing towards the process at all? That last line in Max Payne 2 is proof that he had actually come out of this situation with the best possible outlook he could have had. I had a dream of my wife. She was dead. But it was alright. The more I think about how well that ending resonated with me, the more frustrated I become with Rockstar's decision to keep Max in a state of continuous depression and anguish. But undoing this character arc would be the only way Rockstar thought they could create a third game in the series. And needless to say, it confused so many people, myself included. While I do think that Max Payne 3 is still an enthralling experience in its own right, recapturing the finesse of the bullet time mechanic and putting us in the head of a beautifully damaged protagonist one last time, certain elements throughout fall flat. It's not as well-rounded as the first two installments, and I think most people can agree regardless of their stance on Max Payne 3 as a whole. Although, the undeniable frustration with that big retcon would lead to James McCaffrey's exceptional performance of a broken man in Max Payne 3, a role that he deserved in the film adaptation. But we don't talk about that. Max's regrets and mental struggles are on full display thanks to James, backed up by circumstances that fall out of Max's control. It's up to him to take that control back, and to come out of this looking towards a brighter future. And this time, Max's story had more ammunition backing it up. Alongside Max's trademark monologuing and the astounding overall presentation both giving emotional weight to the character's every action, the original score, composed by Health, would single-handedly sell Max's mental state. Previous games in the series had great music, for sure. Max Payne's defining melancholic piano piece is a perfect way to establish the character you're gonna learn about. The occasional rock pieces are used to amplify the intensity of encounters, and a few tracks enhance the mood of certain events. However, most of that game was spent hearing the sounds of bullets ripping through mobsters in bullet time. That's not to say the sound design wasn't enough to create a gripping soundscape, because it sure as hell was. But only that main theme would lift the soundtrack out of its comfort zone and explore the emotion of the character. 
Max Payne 2 also followed the same trend in its soundtrack, with the exception of the song that defined the game's predominant theme. Throughout the game you'll be able to hear a recurring tune playing through both sound systems placed around levels, and the humming of various different characters. The song is called Late Goodbye, composed by Finnish rock band Poets of the Fall, and that title should be enough to raise a few eyebrows in regards to the character of Max Payne. Its importance in the game isn't apparent until you finally hear it in full as the credits roll. If it already wasn't clear, it's in dedication to his family. As previously mentioned, Max's relationship with Mona, followed by her eventual death, would be a major factor in helping him move on, allowing him to wish his loved ones a belated farewell. Compositions dedicated to the character were well-deserved in a series like Max Payne, but scarce overall. That is, until Max Payne 3 came along. Health's unique sound was chosen as the perfect fit for representing Max's journey, and they never missed a beat. Every track in the game has an underlying purpose in its instrumentation. It perfectly represents every moment and aims to be more than just a mood enhancement. It's a character study through music, and in this video, we'll be analyzing Health's award-winning soundtrack to understand the music of Max Payne 3. Health released their first studio album in 2007, and immediately gained notoriety for being a noise rock band that no one had really heard before. They established a harsh presence in this album, with the use of a distortion pedal that they dubbed a Zoothorn. It's essentially a microphone that runs through effects pedals to a guitar amp, according to former Health keyboardist Jupiter Keys, and it causes an electrifying sound to permeate throughout each track on the album. BJ Miller's ridiculous drum skills back up this sound and create an overall abrasive feel. It's loud and it's in your face, while at the same time standing out from the rest of the noise rock crowd. But what transforms their sound from aggressive into haunting are frontman Jacob Duzik's monotone vocals. What I'm listening to is some of the hardest and most engrossing noise rock I've ever heard, and it's being accompanied by an angel of death singing in a soft, eerie colorlessness. That's what made the music stick with me and get under my skin. The song Tabloid Soars on their first album is perhaps best representative of the sound their music would eventually take on. It has every element on full display. The drums, the zoothorn, and the unsettling vocals are put to use in a noise rock song that defies genre expectations. This sound would evolve further in their 2009 album, Get Color. The whole album, without question, defined health. The tracks had more symmetry and were easier to digest, while also maintaining the unnerving sound they established for themselves. They opened for Nine Inch Nails, made a couple of fucked up music videos, and eventually made it Rockstar's way. Immediately, the band seemed like a perfect fit for scoring Max Payne 3, according to music director Ivan Pavlovich. Health as a band has an incredible sense of who they are and a very strong identity. Their music is very intense, but it also has a lot of melodies and, and it's very moody. When we saw Health perform live, it was very clear that they were the ones who were going to be able to capture this. And capture it they did. Health's essence may have been all over Max Payne 3, but it still managed to surprise you from the get-go. Max stumbles into his apartment and drowns his sorrows in alcohol, spilling the inner thoughts from the mind of an emotionally fractured man. This scene is set to a violin rendition of the main theme. 
elevating the melancholy and bringing it to an even darker place. Truly, this sets the stage for a much darker game, and the game's various scenarios live up to this theme's promise. One by one, the people he had sworn to protect die before him, a grim reminder of past events. The UFE are turning humans into glue. We flash back to Max's final goodbye to his wife and daughter's shared grave, as mobsters close in and attempt to fill him full of lead. Meanwhile, most of this is taking place in the most impoverished areas of Sao Paulo. I won't comment on the context of some of these scenarios, that's a video for another day. But without a doubt, the circumstances this time around are way more disturbing, and Health made sure to sell that, with heavy use of the Zoothorn. The pedal sound perfectly encompasses the emotions of the game, which does make it easily identifiable, just as Ivan Pavlovich discussed earlier. We flash forward to Max's first mission, wherein he is tasked with protecting the Bronco family. It would have been a breeze had it not been for some unexpected guests. The track Sampa plays here, balancing intense drums for bullet-time-heavy battles with the Zoothorn in the more narrative-heavy areas. This is but a taste of what health is capable of, though. The Zoothorn is a prominent part of the track Shells, which plays in the shootout atop the nightclub, creating both intense percussion and an overlying theme of pure melancholy, while still being backed up by some fierce drums. The duality of this track is perfect for representing Max's inner thoughts. Health made sure that there wasn't a disconnect between how Max feels and what you're doing when you control Max. One moment, you're listening to Max's sad cop monologues, and the next you're mowing through the Commando Sombra. Bridging this through music creates a consistent atmosphere for the game, one that constantly reminds you of the character you're controlling. You're not just basking in the game's unrelenting violence, you're fighting to finally bring Max peace. The Zoothorn's sound not only perfectly complements the drunken and distorted presentation, but the way it's used can symbolize Max's overall mood. This level solidified Health's involvement to me as a crucial part of the game's impact, and I couldn't wait to see what else they had in store. Sure enough, Health's philosophy when creating music for shootouts is prevalent throughout. The sad cop melody utilizing the Zoothorn is the overarching theme of each track, accompanied by appropriate instrumentals and drums depending on the setting, narrative theming, or intensity of the action. They all demonstrate the range the Zoothorn is capable of.
are some examples, however, that outshine other tracks meant for shootouts. Like tracks meant for action sequences that are entirely melancholic and aren't afraid to tone down their percussion. Max Panama is a fantastic example of this. Your revisits to New Jersey are some of the most depressing moments in the game, and the music reflects this. The first track, Max New Jersey, is perfect for symbolizing how trouble seems to find Max even in the loneliest of places. But that's not why I've singled New Jersey out. The track, Dead, is meant to play as you survive an encounter with mobsters in the graveyard. And after such a touching farewell to Max's family, it's unfair that he can't catch a break. The circumstances are reflected in the track's instrumentation. Despite the intensity of the fight, the drums and Zuthorn are both downplayed, the percussion is somber, and there isn't an overarching melody to speak of outside of the synths. The track is already pretty poignant this way, but it's a single detail that shows you the magnitude of its emotional importance. Max's infant daughter can be heard crying. Already, this makes the track outstanding. But what's more is Health's commitment to this detail. Recently, I had the pleasure of talking with bassist John Famiglietti at the Health concert in Toronto. I complimented them on their work, but I also made sure to talk about Max Payne 3 with this video in mind. When I brought up this particular track, John laid a fun fact on me. Apparently, they had to recreate the baby crying from scratch. They couldn't sample the crying because both the band and Rockstar had no idea who owned the sound effect. Wanting to avoid paying unnecessary royalties, they went through the grueling process of recreating the sound out of dedication to the soundtrack. That's impressive, and I wonder how many other stories they have about creating the soundtrack. What's even more impressive is that all of these tracks meant for the shooting segments dynamically change depending on the player's actions. This is how they were able to ramp up certain instruments depending on the scenario, as I discussed briefly. The tracks are built from stems, a technique which was used in previous Rockstar title Red Dead Redemption. In the album versions of both games' soundtracks don't convey just how well the stems work in-game. It's something you have to experience for yourself. Admittedly, Red Dead had more stems to build its music from, but Max Payne 3 didn't need many to create a very track for each shooting segment. Conversely, the soundtrack's pure sad cop tracks are treated with grace, always utilizing the Zuthorn to create upsetting melodies that reflect on Max's alcoholism, regrets, and depression, some of which use the Zuthorn subtly enough for the guitar to still be distinguishable, like the tracks Torture and Pills. <laughs>
editing also complements the game's narrative quite well. While the album version doesn't convey this, the tracks Max New Jersey and Max Docks crossfade together perfectly, as if they could be one song. During that level, Max loses Fabiana to the Commando Sombra, and the bombastic action track crossfades into a soft ballad that only fuels Max's failure to protect yet another family. When talking about tracks that accompany the game's narrative circumstances, I'd be kicking myself if I didn't mention the music that plays in the hotel. If you've played this game, and I hope you have if you're watching this video, you'll know that this hotel is used as a stage for an organ harvesting ring, and the track leading up to that reveal is as sinister and suspenseful as you could expect, all created with Zoothorn-fueled instrumentals and panning. kind of reminds me of some of the synthwave horror tracks in Rockstar North's disturbing venture Manhunt, but created almost entirely with an effects pedal on a guitar. Although health score is persistent throughout the game, there are still moments where the band knew when to back off. They knew when to leave certain areas feeling authentic. In the nightclub level, you'll be shooting up enemies to the electronic music that the DJ left spinning on the turntable. You'll bust into a restaurant and the only thing to fill your ears other than the ambience of each locale are the violent sounds of the guns you shoot. This is a grim reminder that danger can strike anywhere. Health created a compelling atmosphere in every respect, accompanying and studying Max's character no matter what happened next. They managed to retool their own sound to work with the setting and with the character they're attempting to make you identify with. But there's something still left to be done. Max Payne 3 needs a song that people associate with not only the game, but the character as well. Much like Max Payne 2's Late Goodbye, the soundtrack wouldn't be complete without a song like that. During the game's final minutes, Max is far away from anyone he once knew. He had no connections left. All that remained was ending the violence once and for all, and attaining any form of solace he could. There were Ufe all over the airport and civilians were being moved out. Looking at it one way, shutting down the airport for their escape was a weird sort of compliment, but one I didn't need. The song begins with a confronting bassline and a punchy percussion track that gets you pumped up for the shootout. But as you progress, another stem kicks in. And it has lyrics. That alone was a nice surprise for the penultimate showdown. Not only do Jacob's vocals finally get a proper chance to shine, the lyrics themselves are also one last goodbye to the people Max cares about. Yeah. 
Even if I may not forgive Dan Hauser for retconning Mona's existence, I can, without a doubt, commend to hell for paying equal respect to her, as well as Max's family, in a song dedicated to Max's ultimate challenge. Not the shootout, but the struggle to move on. Max is finally facing it head-on in the only way he knows how, and while he may be distant by the end of the game, he's learned to let his family rest instead of chasing a dream he'll never be able to realize. The game concludes with the song Pain, as Max silently celebrates his ability to move on from the past and look towards the future. It gives him a chance to breathe, which isn't something that can be said about the rest of the series. He hears that the UFE have disbanded and Victor was found hanged in his cell, meaning that the streets of Sao Paulo are, for now at least, a little safer. As Max walks off into the sunset, the full version of Tears plays as the credits roll, giving you a clearer picture of the song's importance. Health knocked it out of the park with Max Payne 3, and it proved to be not only one of the best and most important soundtracks I've heard in a video game, but it also served as an excellent stepping stone for the band. Their next album would entirely adopt the sound they nailed down for Max Payne 3, and they would create one of my favorite albums of all time. To this day, they open their shows with the song Pain before going hard with their best work, and Tears has since become a staple of their live shows. The legacy of this game's soundtrack can be felt both in Health's own work and in the minds of Max Payne fans. While I may not revisit Max Payne 3 nearly as much as the first two games despite its enthralling gameplay, I know I'll be listening to the soundtrack until I die. Despite the game's narrative missteps, Health took every opportunity to represent Max's mental state and overall journey through music. They took the leap and used sound to help you connect and identify with Max, which is something so frustratingly rare in Western games and media overall. Music and entertainment can be important, but rarely is it so integral to its execution. For this achievement, I have nothing but praise for Health's accomplishments. The soundtrack makes me long for another experience like the Max Payne series, but I know that deep down there won't be anything like it. And to be honest, I'm fine with that. If there's anything I came to understand from this game's soundtrack, it's that it's time to let sleeping dogs lie. Max went through his fair share of turmoil, and I'd rather his story end on as positive a note as possible a note which Health were as equally responsible for as all of the developers around the globe are for six long years of work. Thanks for watching. I hope this video helped you understand the importance of the music in Max Payne 3. Trust us now, it's time.